Well, good morning, everybody. I'm so happy to have you guys here on this beautiful Wednesday morning. Welcome back to another Jesus in Mind podcast. Um, I'm just sitting here and chilling on my couch, drinking a cup of coffee with my two puppy dogs. Um, And I'm so grateful and thankful that you guys have decided to join me here today. Um, I've got some fun stuff lined up for you guys. Um, When I come to you guys with these podcasts, I really am genuinely just telling you guys either some fun things that I learned this week or maybe something that's been pressed on my heart that I wanted to study for myself and then share with you. Um, And that's kind of what this week is. This week is going into the fact uh, or the topic of fasting. But before we get started, I always try to put a little disclaimer in here. Um, I am not biblically trained. I am not, I have not been to seminary. I have no form of biblical training or background um, other than just being a Christian. Um, like I said, this is a girl sitting on her couch with her puppy dogs, just enjoying talking to you about what Jesus taught her this week. So, um, with that disclosure, I'm also reading out of an NIV version Bible today. If you guys would like to grab your NIV and join along with me, sometimes I do a new King James, sometimes I do a King James. Um, but today we've got my NIV Bible and, uh, if you'd love to grab that translation of the Bible and read along with me, cool. If you want to grab yours, awesome, even better. Um, but we, we are going to dive into this topic because this topic has been on my mind for several months, but really just pressed on my heart um, this week, and it's the topic of biblical fasting. I don't know about you, um, but I love food. I adore food. It's like one of my favorite things in the whole wide world, um, and <laughs> the thought of giving up food um, for even a small span of time just sounds like one of the worst things that could ever happen. Am I being hyperdramatic? Absolutely. But yeah, I don't like the idea of giving up food in any way, shape, or form. But I really did want to dive into this because you'll be told in your churches, you'll be told out on the streets, you'll be told talking to other Christians, all kinds of opinions and views about what fasting is and what it should and should not be. And you know what? That's not bad. As Christians, we're supposed to commune with each other. We're supposed to talk about these things. We're supposed to do these things. But you should always, always, always reference everything back to the Bible because that is God's holy word, that that is the truth. And you know what, if, if you were doing an assignment, you're going to double check it other than just some random web page you found. You're going to dig a little bit deeper and see if that web page is reputable or not. And so that's kind of what I wanted to do today was dig just a little bit deeper into um, biblical fasting by pulling out my Bible. So if I'm telling you guys verses today, I've either pre-checked them or we're going to read them in this podcast because I want to make sure that I'm giving you whatever I've got directly from the Bible to the best of my ability. So let's go ahead. Let's just dive right in here and just kind of, you know, get into this. So I wanted to start with the topic of like, why do we fast? Why, why are we fasting at all? What is the point of us going without food and water? What is the point? Do we even need to go without food and water? Is this something that is absolutely necessary for Christians? Or is this something that was past biblical times? And as I'm sitting here telling you guys that you need to fact check everything, um, I'm going to actually tell you a quote that I seen from an Instagram reel. I'm already breaking my own rules, but no, this Instagram reel actually was um, what kind of sparked this whole conversation. And you know what? That's awesome because you know what? God can use anything to bring you closer to him or spark a conversation. So I'm going to go ahead and read that Instagram reel to you. And it was simply, Moses fasted for 40 days and received 10 commandments. 
Esther fasted to save her people and her family. Hannah fasted to have a son, and Samuel was born. Daniel fasted to have Daniel fasted to have his prayers answered. Jesus fasted forty days before get, beginning his ministry. What made you think fasting wasn't important? And I'm gonna go ahead and share that reel to um, my podcast highlight that I had in Instagram on the Jesus in Mind um, Instagram account. And I'm going to go ahead and post that reel so you guys also can see it and have access to it. Because I think it's it's a really awesome way to think about that. Like, we don't think about when Moses went and got the Ten Commandments, which, you know, are a massive, massive, you know, marker for the Christian faith. He fasted first. Jesus fasted for 40 days. I mean, Jesus is Christ. Jesus is God. And he still was fasting when he had a decision to make. I mean, we're talking about Aston. Esther and how she fasted and just it's incredible to me to think about this stuff and how important fasting must have been and is and so why do we fast well there are a couple reasons for fasting and I'm going to go ahead and just read those out to you guys today and so some of the reasons for fasting can include you know strengthening prayer, um, seeking God's guidance to express grief, to seek deliverance or protection, to express repentance or return to God, um, to humble oneself before God, to express concern for the work of God, to minister to the needs of others, to overcome temptations, and to show the love of God. Um, That's a lot. That's a lot of reasons why we should be fasting. Um, I mean, that's 10 10 of them right there, but I'm not going to just read these out to you and say, these are the reasons you're going to be fasting. Let's dig a little bit into that or a little bit deeper into that with me here. So I'm going to have you guys go ahead and flip to Isaiah with me. So we're going to flip to Isaiah 58, six, and let me find it in my own Bible. I'm sitting here doing this with you guys. Um, And it says, is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the cords of the yoke to set the oppressed free and to break every yoke. So as we're first reading that, um, we're kind of like, whoa, what, what does that mean? At least when I first read that, I was like, what does that mean? Well, let's go back and reference some of those reasons that we are fasting. And one of them says to express concern for the work of God, to minister to the needs of others and to overcome temptations to show the love of God. So, He's saying here, Isaiah is saying in verse 6, um, chapter 58, it is not the kind of fasting I have chosen, is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen, to loose the chains of injustice, to untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and to break every yoke. So he, he, this biblical fast to me, at least it sounds like he is fasting for other people. He is fasting for God's ministry. He is fasting for the oppressed. He is He is fasting to help others. It's not necessarily something that has to do with him. He's not fasting for an issue that he is worried about in his life. He is fasting for the ministry and children of God. He is fasting for other people. So that's Isaiah 58, 6, as we're seeing him start that fast for other people. Um, And so I'm going to have you guys then turn to Acts 13, 2. Let me find that myself. Bum, 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 bum. All right, and it says, while they were worshiping 
the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have chosen, or the work which I have called them. So, and it's, I'm actually going to keep going into verse 3. And it says, So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. So this is, again, praying for the work of others. We're praying and fasting for um, people getting ready to go into the missions field. We're seeing that they prayed and fasted and then they placed hands on them. So they prayed over them and sent them on their way. So they're fasting for their mission. We're, fa we're, we're fasting for their mission trip. We're fasting. Also, it says the Lord appeared to them or the Holy Spirit said while they were fasting. So we're seeing that God is talking to them and the Holy Spirit is talking to them while they're in the middle of this fast. So they're, they're fasting also for guidance and wisdom. They're fasting to hear something from Christ. So they're, they're doing this so that A, they have an answer that they're looking for, that God approaches them and tells them what they need to do. And then B, they're fasting for the needs of others and the mission that they're getting ready to go on. So we're seeing, again, they're fasting for other people. It doesn't always have to be that we're fasting for ourselves and a concern and worry that we have ourse ourselves. So I'm going to have you guys go ahead and flip to um, Psalm 69:10, and I'm going to find it myself real quick. And it says, when I weep and fast, I must endure scorn. So it does not sound like fasting is a fun thing, does it? It's not. It, I mean, it can be an amazing thing, but it can also be a really, really hard thing to go through. And so this sounds like this person, and it says that the psalm was for the director of music to the, to the tune of Lilith, Lilies? Sorry, I'm reading my Bible at a slant of David. So it sounds like this fast maybe was something to do with personal stuff going on. Um, it's, it sounds like maybe he, this person is dealing with internal internal conflict and that's why he's in a fast now I don't know what it is I don't know the Bible doesn't say um, in this verse what it is it just says that when I weep and fast I must endure scorn so it, it also sounds like people are making fun of him and we've seen that time and time again that the Christian faith is is a hard faith I mean we're gonna face persecution even if it's not physically it can be emotionally it can be mentally in ways we don't even expect. And so this person sounds like they are just in extreme turmoil. And then I'm going to have you guys go ahead and flip to Matthew um, 9.15 for me. Got to find it myself. <laughs> okay. And so as we're reading these different reasons that we're supposed to be fasting, and of course I think the most famous fast of all time was when Jesus fasted for 40 days to receive an answer you know I mean that's another extreme example example is when Jesus was fasting for 40 days to receive an answer um, and just to get his heart I mean I can't imagine being in his shoes I, I don't I don't I just yeah I'll leave that there but that's probably the most famous example most people know that and then Moses, of course, fasting for 40 days. But here in Matthew 9, verses um, 15, it says, Jesus answered, How can the guest of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them? The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, taken from them. Then they will fast. Um, so I wanted to bring this verse into mind, and I'm changing gears a little bit here. I wanted to bring this verse, or 
yeah, this verse to the front because we've been talking about the reasons we should fast, but are we even supposed to still be fasting? Is this something that was for the disciples? Is this something that was supposed to be for times past? Was this for the BC? But no, because we're seeing here in the New Testament when Jesus is being questioned about fasting that he, it, it's not even a question for him. He speaks about it as just like it, it's going to happen. It, it's not an if or a when, it's a they will. He says, how can the guest of the bridegroom mourn while he was with them? The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. Then they will fast. He's talking about while I'm with my disciples, there's no reason for them to fast. I'm right here with them. But when I leave, when I leave, then my people will be fasting. It's not an if, it's a they will. We are called to fast because of, of that connection that it can bring us to Christ. We're, we're called to fast because it, it, it helps us to search God's will and put our own desires, our own wants, our own needs, our own comfort in the background and simply be searching for God's will, God's voice, and just putting the needs of others first. So how do we fast? Like, when we're breaking this down, I think most people, when they think of fasting, immediately their thought process jumps to, well, we need to go 40 days without food and water. I don't know about you, but me trying to go even one day without food is extremely difficult. <laughs> but that is the point of it. I mean, I think that food and water fast are probably the most known. So I'm going to have you guys go ahead and jump with me to Matthew 4, verse 2. And i got to find it myself again. Like I said, I'm, I really am going to try and make sure that I'm just reading this to you guys directly. And it says in Matthew verse or Matthew 4, verse 2, After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. He's starving, y'all. Like, he, he's hungry. And that can put you in a really vulnerable place. And if you guys know the rest of that chapter, that's when, you know, Satan approaches him and starts tempting him. Like, that's a really vulnerable place to be in. But that's amazing because it's a horrible place because you're vulnerable for the enemy to attack. But it's also vulnerable for God to be able to reach you. And then in Exodus, we go ahead. Exodus 34, verse 28, we're seeing when Moses, is, Moses fasted as well. But... Before we jump into the topic of does it have to be food or does it have to be anything else, I want you guys to go ahead and think about Luke chapter 2, verse 37. Because in Luke chapter 2, verse 37, we're seeing that everything in regards to fasting is linked to prayer. Like I said, this is, a, this is a really vulnerable place. This is the place where God gets us so that he can talk to us. But when people are fasting, whether it's in Exodus or Matthew or any of these times that we're seeing Acts, Isaiah, Psalms, we're seeing that while they're fasting, they're on their hands and knees praying. They are, they are using this time to just pray without ceasing. There is, there is a reason that they are doing this and a major part of it is to create a closer connection with Christ. And so when we are fasting, we have to make sure that we are praying and we're seeking God's will because that is the whole point of the fast is to, is to seek God's will and to create a closer connection with Christ. 
And so I'm going to have you guys flip to Luke chapter 2, verse 37. And I love this because this is actually talking about uh, a woman fasting. And it says, and then there, and then, oops, and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped night and day, fasting and praying. Night and day, fasting and praying. She never left the temple. Isn't that insane? That's insane to me. To have that kind of dedication and devotion. This is years. Years she's sitting in the temple night and day. Fasting and praying. Now I, I, I will doubt highly. I don't know this. But I would doubt highly that she's fasting food and water for years. At least like the total absence of food and water for years. But to fast. To have the kind of dedication and self-discipline, and love for Christ to go years, years without food and water, or maybe not even food and water, but to fast and worship and devote your time to seeking Christ and Christ's will. I hope someday that I can be as strong of a Christian as that woman was. Because that is absolutely amazing to hear about. Like, mm, I, would, I, I would love to be her someday. So I'm going to go ahead and we're going to go to 1 Corinthians verse 7, or chapter 7, verse 1 through 5. And let me find it. Dum, 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 dum. Flip with me, guys. I like it when you guys double check everything I'm saying because it says to take no man's word okay let me find it I'm on 1st Corinthians 13 we're getting closer 7 verse 1 through 5 now I'm gonna kind of I don't know if I'm gonna read this whole verse out or not just because I don't know how young some of my listeners are but so when it comes to food does it have to be food that we are fasting does it have to be food and water well I'm actually gonna go ahead and kind of read some things off to you guys but basically, there are a few types of fasting. Now, there's a standard fast, there's a partial fast, and then there's every other fast. So a standard fast is no food, only water or liquids. We see this when Jesus is being tempted. Um, and then there's in the 40 days, um, and, all, and he fasted 40 days with no food and no water. And then there's a partial fast, and this is no choice foods or meats. So we see that when it came to like Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I believe that's in Daniel 1, 8 through 16. So chapter 1, verses 8 through 16. Um, I'll have to double check that. But refrained from eating anything but vegetables and water. So they, they did have food, but it was a very select amount of foods. They weren't having, you know, the finest desserts. They weren't having wine. They weren't having, you know, the fattened calf. They're, they're just simply eating the bare minimum to stay alive. And then um, we see that also with like Moses and Paul. So, and that's the total fast. And so 
we also see things nowadays where people will be like, I'm fasting television, I'm fasting, you know, video gaming, I'm fasting, you know, my phone. That's a big one. I'm fasting my phone. Um, and I, we, we don't see that in the Bible, but, but when it comes to other types of fasting, we do see in 1 Corinthians verse, chapter 7, verses 1 through 5, we're talking about married life and things that pertain to a couple. Um, and so there, there is talk of that. In fact, you know what? This is the Bible. The Bible doesn't say anything wrong, so I'm going to just go ahead and read it out for you. And it says in chapter 7, verses 1 through 5, it says, Now for the matters you wrote about, it is good for a man not to have sexual relations with a woman, but since sexual relations, um, but since sexual immorality is occurring, each man should have sexual relations with his own wife and each woman with her own husband. The husband should fulfill his marital duties to his wife and likewise the wife to her husband. The wife does not have authority over her own body but yields it to her husband. In the same way, the husband does not have authority over his own body but yields it to his wife. This is the part I'm getting to. Do not deprive each other except perhaps by mutual consent and for a time so that you may devote yourself to prayer. And then come together again so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Um, so we're seeing that right here they're fasting it for a certain amount of time so that they can pray so that they can work on their relationship with Christ. And so we're seeing that this isn't the typical food and water fast. This is something else that is not the food and water fast. And so I think that again is something that is between most Christians and God. I think that if you are having a call and you feel that God is calling you to fast a certain thing that maybe isn't food and water, but he is calling you to fast a certain thing, such as maybe television. Like you have it strongly, the, the Holy Spirit is coming to you and talking to you and going, you know what, I, I, I think that God is calling me to fast television for a time. I think that is between you and God. I'm not going to tell you that's right or wrong. I can't tell you what's right and wrong. That's that's God's thing that is between you and Christ. I have no opinion on it. I think that is something that is between you and Christ. I think God genuinely just wants you to come before him in fast and talk to him. Now, I do think that the food and water fast is has such importance upon it because it is taking an aspect of comfort. It is taking an aspect of security. Like we need food and water to survive and you're putting that aside and just fully fully focusing your whole thought process on God and so I, I I think that the food and water fast really does hold a special importance but some people can't do it there's health reasons there's whatever it could be like obviously a mom who maybe has a newborn baby and is nursing is not going to probably want to go on a food and water fast Let's just be honest, it's, it's not always right for that person. And so I really do think that it is a person-by-person -person case. I think that the moral of the story is simply that God wants us to come to him in a fast so that we are working on our connection and our relationship with him.
that's what I think it comes down to. And so I would encourage everyone, first of all, before we go into a fast that we spend a little bit of time in prayer, maybe figure out what God wants us to fast, how long to fast, and maybe what we're fasting for so we know specifically what we're praying for. And I believe that when you're fasting, God can bring things you didn't even realize into light, but maybe come into it with a, an idea of we're coming into this fast for this reason and to pray. But you don't have to. God just wants your time. When it does come to a food and water fast, I do suggest everyone take a few moments just to, especially if you're cutting out all food and water, to figure out the healthiest way possible for you to do that. I don't want you guys coming away from this and going, I'm going to fast 20 days, no food, no water, because obviously that is not the healthiest thing to do. But um, do a little bit of research, figure out, hey, this is the maximum amount of days that I can do this. Um, just make sure you guys are being safe and healthy out there. Um, and as always, share with me share tag us and tag tag jesus in mine account if you guys end up deciding to go on a fast so that i can be praying for you guys um through all this i'm thinking i'm actually researching myself about going into a fast because i felt that so strongly on my soul so before we wrap this podcast up though i do want to go into how not to fast we've talked about why we fast who has fasted and how we should fast but how do we not fast And so I want you guys to go into Matthew chapter 6, verses 16 through 18. And so that those verses say this. It says, When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do. For the disfigure, they disfigure their faces to show you others they are fasting. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting but only to your father who is unseen and your father who sees what is done in secret and will reward you. So basically this verse, these verses are just saying, don't make this a big show. Don't go into your church moaning or groaning about how you're so hungry and going, oh my gosh, that cup of coffee just looks so good. I haven't had water in days. We don't want to be making this a massive show. Don't be walking around like, mm, that food looks good, but I'm fasting. You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm a strong Christian and I, I want, I believe all Christians should be fasting food and water. Like when's the last time you fasted? That's not what we're called to do. This has nothing to do with other people. This is about you. This is about you going before God with something. It's like going into a room and having a private conversation. You're not going to invite your whole family into that private room. And have this conversation with someone. Because then it's no longer private. That's not to say that you can't ask others to pray for you or ask for help. But this isn't a show. Don't, don't not shower for days. Don't put oil on your hair. Don't take care of yourself. Don't be telling everyone who will listen about how good you are about your fasting. That's not, that's not what we're called to do. We're, we're called to show Jesus and love. And it's almost like a private conversation. And I think it's the same rules he would apply to the Pharisees and the Sadducees about how they were hypocritical and they would walk around and make a big show of their faith. Well, then it's no longer faith. They're, they're getting all the attention that they need. And so... That's, that's my opinion on this topic. Um, I encourage you guys to hear your thoughts. Please remember, this is a kind space. We are, we are talking about Jesus, and Jesus loved everyone. And so, you know what? 
we can have discussions and still be kind. So I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts. Go ahead and just DM the Jesus in Mind page or go ahead and tag me in a story or a post. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts and comments about any future topics you guys would love to hear. I'm hoping we can invite some guests on here pretty soon just to talk about different things as well. But thank you guys so much for enjoying joining me on this second ever podcast of the Jesus in Mind podcast. We welcome you back next time and we hope you guys have a great week. So until next time, God bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and give you peace. Bye everybody.